0: If you find yourself lucky enough to join the team at Investor Group Services, you'll immediately discover that IGS is not your typical cookie cutter strategy consulting firm. At IGS, you will regularly interact with senior level management and clients and take ownership of client relationships early on in your tenure. In addition, top performers can increase their earnings through the firm's uncapped performance-based compensation model and be put on the fast track to a management role. Sound too good to be true? You can learn about open roles and apply today by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting igsboston.com. The Boston Consulting Group just celebrated the opening of a new office in Raleigh, Durham. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Paul Paduri, who is a BCG Managing Director and the head of this new office. In the conversation, we cover why BCG decided to launch this office and why now. We talk about what attracted the firm to the area, about sectors of focus for the new office, what BCG is looking for in new hires, and much more. It's a conversation packed with fun insights, If BCG is on your list of target firms, it's a must-listen conversation. Let's get started. Strategies are simplified. Really excited to welcome Paul Podori to the podcast today. Paul is a managing director partner at BCG. He's also a member of the firm's healthcare operations leadership team and North American leadership team, as well as uh, the newest feather in his hat, head of BCG's Raleigh-Durham office, which we're excited to get into on today's conversation. Paul has a ton of really cool experience leading strategic and operational transformations in the biotech and pharma industries on a range of really cool topics. Uh, Paul obtained his uh, bachelor's in economics from Tufts University, as well as an MBA from Duke Fuqua. Paul, welcome to Strategy Simplified. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited to to, uh, take part in this. Yeah. Excited to chat. Um, you know, I shared a, a brief bio. Is there anything else you'd know, like folks to know about your background, how you got to BCG that you'd like folks, folks to know about before we dive into BCG's newest office?
1: Yeah, of course. So maybe just to answer your question, how I ended up at BCG. So I spent a number of years after college primarily in the world of finance. And when I actually went to Duke for business school, I thought I wanted to go back into finance. And I did a number of internships while I was in business school, uh, frankly, because it was like the one time I could actually take to really try and explore various industries and Mm -hmm. and jobs that I had never seen before. So I worked in private equity. I worked actually at the Duke Endowment. Um, I worked at an interest rate derivatives hedging trading floor, Um, and I liked all of those things, um, but it was one of those things where I, none of them were I, I didn't feel like any of them were my calling and so part of my you know exploration into consulting was to try and figure out if it was the type of career that i would i would like and so i really liked the process of interviewing and engaging with the consulting firms mm-hmm. um and so that's how i ended up at bcg i i will tell you full disclosure i, I think i at the time i probably thought i would be at BCG for a year or two, and you know I'm a little bit over a decade past my expiration point <laughs> now, um, because I, I did figure out a job that I really love. But that's kind of how I ended up in this in
0: in the in the career that I do now. Okay, well, you've a really in- interesting story, and I'll have to pick your brain offline about uh, how to find your calling because I know there <laughs> that's a topic uh, we're all uh, seeking to address. Well. Thanks for a little more context about your your journey. Um, congrats on on the the new office. Uh, you know, can you just share with our listeners? You know, why Raleigh Durham, and uh, why did it make sense for BCG to, you know, launch a new office there?
1: Yeah, of course, uh, happy to. And and as you might imagine, I'm pretty excited about this one. So I and I will tell you, I spent the first couple of years at BCG trying to convince anyone that would listen that we needed an office in Raleigh Durham because. I, I really loved living down there and um, moved up to Philly for for BCG after business school. But w- when when it is all said and done, there are really three primary reasons why BCG decided to, to open an office in, in Raleigh-Durham. The first is people and where people want to live. And if you think about our model, you know, I think maybe... 10, 20 years ago, we opened offices in big cities, right? All the ones you think about in North America, in New mm-hmm. York, Chicago, San Francisco, et cetera. And what we've realized over time is we need cities and communities where people really wanna live and that's where they wanna spend their time. And so if you look over the last couple of years, particularly during COVID, a lot of people ended up relocating and or staying in the Raleigh-Durham area when you know remote work was much more common. So the first is just, truly the indicator of you look at our HR system and there's a lot of people that already live there and that tells us that's a place where people want to be. They Similarly, the happen. same thing happened, by the way, in Nashville where we just opened an office. Um, but the first reason is just people and people want to be there. The second is our talent pool. So if you think about the various local schools, whether it's Duke or UNC or NC State or many others in the area, they are already a very large source of talent for BCG in North America and globally. And so being closer to that is a big, big thing for us. We want to be as close to our talent pools as we possibly can. Um, and so that, that's kind of the second. And then the third is we have an existing pretty significant base of clients that we partner with that are in the area frankly, more so than I thought when I, you know, started looking into this in, in more detail. And so the area is growing. There are a tremendous amount of clients that we already partner with day to day. And that's kind of the third reason, which is we actually want to be part of the community where we serve. And and without an officer, it's hard to do that. We have people flying in and whatnot. So mm-hmm. it's all three of those reasons and they all feel like very natural. And there are all, I think,
0: you know, frankly, coming together in one in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's awesome. So now I don't have to go to New York or Philly. Yeah, I can stay. You got it. So you're going to where the people are and where the talent is. Yep. yep. That's right. So it, the, the the triangle, it's known for a high concentration of you know life sciences, tech. Is it fair to assume that for folks working in the Raleigh-Durham office that projects will kind of be over-indexed in, in these industries? So it's interesting because... I would say if you asked me the question
1: nine months ago when I wasn't, you know, full time trying to figure this out, I would have actually said, Yeah, of course. It's, you know, a lot of contract research organizations, a lot of tech companies, of course. What we've actually found is it is much broader than that. There are a really wide range of companies, both in the triangle, but also frankly in North Carolina that span beyond healthcare and tech. So if I actually think about, you know, three years from now. What are the clients that we are serving and partnering with, I think it's gonna look like most other cities that we're in actually, which is surprising me because yeah. my bias was, you know, you look at RTP and you say you have a bunch of healthcare and tech companies there, but, um, you know, I won't name all of them, but there are many companies outside those two industries that we already serve and will likely serve in the future. Um, the other way to think about that is what the makeup of our office is in terms of backgrounds. And Mm -hmm. right now we have folks that are healthcare folks like myself and tech folks, but we also have many people that are serving a lot of other industries that are already in the office. And that typically helps with the spread across what we're doing. So it's a long way of saying yes,
0: but there's probably a lot more actually that will come. Yeah. You're not limiting yourself to these industries. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. So for you personally, what was the the allure of of you know moving over from Philly and and helping to establish this this new office. Yeah,
1: so two reasons. One is it just personally my wife and I love the area when we when we lived there. It's um we're both from smaller cities growing up. It's a smaller city that's growing. It has a really nice feel to it. Um we just had her grand opening party in our office and You know, I feel like I'm new to the area. We have over a hundred people there and I felt like I knew two thirds of the people already, which is pretty (laughs) remarkable for a place I'm moving to. So that's the first. The second is when I joined the BCG Philly office, it was brand new. So when I graduated business school, we had just opened Philly and it was a small office. It, it, It no longer is a small office, it's grown quite a bit, but I really loved the feeling of knowing everyone, engaging with everyone, It's just a small office feel that i think is we're in that period now you know unfortunately i think we're going to go from a small to medium-sized office pretty quickly but regardless i just really like the feel of having an office where it's like you know to use the cliche everyone knows your name Um, and so there's just a lot of entrepreneurism as a part of that we do a lot of work that you know we because we think we should we just go do right and that's
0: just a very liberating feeling to, to be able to own an office in that way is that kind of small office feel part of, part of the appeal for, say, folks are thinking about you know a big office like New York? Like, what would you tell them about the the benefits of coming to a place like like Raleigh Durham? Sure. So I
1: have to be careful here, right? Because my my colleagues in New York are listening and they're going to tell me to not to not um, be negative about their office. But I mean, in all seriousness, the I'll, I'll give you an example that we'll play through also in Raleigh-Durham. So we typically have folks become career advisors for other you know, consultants and associates at the principal or partner level. When I joined Philadelphia, we had 20 or so odd people. And as a result of that, I became a career advisor when I was a first year PL. Slightly too big for my britches to do something like that, but it was an amazing experience at the time. And it's one that was fostered by the fact that we were small and growing and had to solve things like that within our office. Now, of course, you know, we were partnered with DC, we had other senior folks involved, but it's one of those things where I think about things like that. And when you were in a smaller office, you have to, and get the opportunity to do more things like that. Because frankly, when you look left and right, there's only two people instead of 10, right? Now, the flip side of that is when you're in New York, they're, they, you know, as an example, right, you can basically do everything, right? They have every mm-hmm. club, every practice area, everything else. So the opportunity is going to be probably wider there. But I think for folks that are looking for growth and entrepreneurship, just it's nice to be in a smaller office. But okay. I will tell you if you and you probably know this, but if you step into any one of our offices, the feeling is going to be very similar, because we really do team across our regions and our systems in, in a way that I I don't think about it as like one office fighting with the other, right? It's pretty fluid and, you know, frankly, from staffing and teaming and everything else, it's really across everything. It sounds like you really can't lose it no matter, no matter where yeah, you're I, at. The, so the the simple piece of advice that someone told me and I've told others is pick a office based on where you want to live personally. That's great advice. And Because our offices are relatively ubiquitous and there's not a huge difference between them, it really matters more just like where do you want to live and where does your family want to be and all that sort of stuff. And that seems like the best advice.
0: Yeah, No. absolutely. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stacks is a boutique strategy consultancy currently hiring for several roles across its three U.S. offices. With attractive compensation, fast-paced projects, and the opportunity be promoted quickly, Stacks is an attractive place to start or continue your consulting career. If you're looking for a consulting role in a rigorous environment where you work side by side with senior leaders on engagements across industries and project types, Stacks might be the perfect firm for you. Find open positions plus job descriptions and requirements at the link in the show notes or visit the firm's careers page at Stacks.com. That's S-T-A-X.com.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Edward, and I'm so excited to tell you about a new type of episode coming to Strategy Simplified. We're going to be doing a listener's mailbag, where we answer your questions about consulting. Do you have a question that you want answered? We'll go ahead and record a voice recording just like this one. But don't forget to include your name, location, school and or current job, as well as the question itself. We're so excited to hear your questions and we're even more excited to answer them. Go ahead and email
0: your questions to podcast at managementconsulted.com. We can't wait to hear them. Thank you. Well, Paul, I know we're going to get a hundred messages asking, you know, is this office hiring? Can I, How do I apply? Uh, so I'll just leave that open-ended to you and, uh, you know, m- maybe in addition to that, a follow-on, like. What kind of what kind of people tend to to thrive in a in a brand new office like this? You mentioned the kind yeah. of that self starter entrepreneurial spirit. Is there anything else? Yeah, so
1: I'll answer that in reverse order. So yeah, self starter, someone that's open to growth, entrepreneurial, um, and then for us, it's someone that wants to live there, right? That's excited by the area and engaged there. Um, on the recruiting front, yes, we're hiring i would say that this the standard response is you know for those of you that are what that have mechanisms within your schools um to go through the kind of the the protocol that i went through when i was at duke and whatnot which is just that's the simplest and easiest way to do it um for those that are at schools that don't necessarily have you know so as an example my undergrad we didn't have a major presence of management or strategy consulting firms that we're hiring as an example. And the best way to do that is to network with alums that are at BCG or, or elsewhere because they're tipi- they can typically kind of connect some of the dots for you. Um, we are equal opportunity across every different way, but that includes different types of schools. So just because we don't have a career services person that's there doesn't mean that we're not hiring. Mm-hmm. It just is, a, it's about kind of connecting some dots and whatnot.
0: Yeah, folks at... Had- a you know, quote unquote non target, just might, they need to do a little more legwork, a little more legwork to uh, get their foot in yeah, the door I, and pursue opportunities.
1: So, if I think maybe said a different way, if you think about BCG alums globally, I'm fairly sure we have an alum at almost most universities in the US, right? You just have to fight that person, explain why you're thinking about it and ask you know to go grab coffee or or whatnot right like so that's the legwork that you might have to do um which is doable right
0: it just takes a little bit of work as you say it's not like you're climbing mount everest it's just a little bit of initiative that's right yeah that's a great piece of networking and career advice that's what we tell our community all the time of course networking is important so you mentioned offices are fairly ubiquitous but for Raleigh Durham, are there any fun, unique features or quirks of the office, uh, you know, that are maybe unique to to the area? And yeah, it's a different? good
1: question. Um, so, a couple things. One is the if you think about the folks that are part of our office right now, there are a lot of. Connections within the community already that are really interesting, both in terms of not-for-profits and other kind of social impact organizations, where people already are involved. And then, as you might imagine, there's quite a lot of uh, athletic allegiance between the two schools, left and right of our office. Um, and so, you have a lot of folks that are involved there in 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 various ways. But I, I think what's been remarkable to me is. Almost everyone in our office has a tie to something else, some other organization or some other thing that's going on in the area, a lot of which are not for profits and things like that, which I think makes things. Now, that's not to say that we don't do that in other offices, but I've been, it's been really cool to be able to understand what everybody does outside the office and outside of BCG. And it feels like from a community perspective, people really think about the community in a way
0: that's different than other cities that I've seen. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So it's got kind of- to, Unique feel, kind of, based on just the dynamics of of what's going on in the city. That's right. Yeah. All right. Going back to to kind of the candidate focus for for people who they have BCG as a target firm. Um, sure. Can you just share like what are two or three skills or attributes that you really look for when you're evalu- evaluating candidates?
1: Yep. Yeah, of course. So one way to think about this job, which also translates to how you think about interviewing and engaging with folks as part of that process, this job is about helping our clients get from point A to point B. And if you think, if you unpack that, right, there's kind of three parts of that. There's one which is figure out what point A is, understand their context and the problem they're trying to solve. There's then B, which is like, what is the answer, right? How do, how do I actually figure out something that's good? And then the third part is actually, how do you get people from A to B? And if you think about every project we do, whether it is like a traditional strategy project or you know a post-merger integration, all of them have an A and a B and a path from A to B, right? And so when you think about, if you translate that to, okay, I'm a candidate, I'm trying to get get a landed, landed job or an offer, Part of it is really trying to understand in a very structured way how you what A is and what B is and how you get to an answer. You know, all, like I when I was interviewing, I looked at case in point, and that was like the the thing that I studied the most. And all that's teaching you is structure. It's just how do you get very very structured at solving a problem and getting to an answer. So part of it and a lot of what we're looking at is do people think about things in a really structured way. The second part which is equally as important as this like concept of getting from A to B, which is the communication and the style and the cadence in which you engage. Right. And so a lot of times you find that folks figure out the answer, but they can't get people there, right? They're, you know, too direct with the answer. They're too indirect with the answer, all the things in between, et cetera. So we're really looking for the combination of people that are structured and insightful, but also have a way of engaging with people where, you could see them working with clients shoulder to shoulder to help uh-huh. them get to the place they're trying to go. Right? And it's that combination, by the way, that helps you not only land a job, but it's that is also what we are looking for for people just generally in your career at BCG. Um, I say this, I think no one believes in me, but the same thing we're looking for in people that are interviewing is what we are looking for as people progress at BCG. It's like exactly the same set of capabilities.
0: Yeah. And it's the, the combination, it's the both. If, if you have yes, just one both. part of it, the like structured ability or the, the analytical right. power, that, but you can't communicate effectively, then... It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't Not work. in this
1: job. There are a lot of other jobs where that works, but in this, you, it really is the combination or the balance between
0: the two that makes things work. Absolutely. Can I ask a throwback question, throwing it back to when you were recruiting for consulting... What's what's one thing you wish you would have done differently or one thing you kind of wish you would have known uh, as you're going yeah. through the recruiting process? So um, maybe
1: two things. One on the one on prep and the other is on let's call it like selection of offers if you're so fortunate to be selecting. On the prep side, I probably, when I did mock interviews, I probably, you know, if I did, let's say I did 100, I would say I, took about two thirds of that and then I gave a third I would change that balance to giving more than half because when you actually give someone a case interview you see all the great stuff they do and then you see all the nuts of good stuff and it, it was incredibly helpful to do that and I wish I actually had done more more of that because I actually think I learned more from doing that than I did from actually getting people to give me cases so that is something that you know. I, I, when I help people prep now, I tell them like I actually sometimes have people give me interviews, um, and then I'll I'll show them and I'll walk them through how I do it because that, that I think is really helpful. On the selection side, I'll I will spare you the why is VCG the best um, speech, but the thing I would tell anyone is just really get to know the people. Because at the end of the day, the reason you're going to stay at any job, whether it is consulting or BCG or anything else, is going to be because you like teaming with the people around you. That's particularly acute in consulting because we work in teams and and that's our model. But you have to really get to know the people and ask yourself, are these the kind of people that I want to work with day in and day out? Uh-huh. I, I think that is Ultimately, way more important than anything else you're going to find on the statistics or the brands or anything else about the companies. It's just do you get a
0: really good feel from the people around you. Yeah, I love both of those answers, and I think we've had hundreds of guests on the podcast, but I don't think I've heard that specific piece of feedback about the case interview about you know give giving more than Earth. than you than you getting. So that's really unique and spot on. Thank you for sharing that. Of course, amazing. All right, Paul. It's been really great to uh, learn about your journey, learn about BCG office, and just office selection and all the good stuff you shared. Love to transition to uh, the last portion of the show where I ask you a couple rapid-fire questions. Okay, ready? Go
1: for it. Okay, yeah, go for it.
0: All right. What's uh, do you have a favorite piece of media, whether it's a, it's a book or a movie or a show that you're consuming right now?
1: Um, I would say. So I have to be careful there because I'm reading a book directly about a client, so I can't I can't reveal that because that's that's too sensitive. Um, so I find Ray Dalio's book Principles to be really interesting. Um, it's one that like I reference quite often just to like kind of think things through. But that's probably a stock answer that like anybody in business would say. Um, I really like to read books about like fictionalized books about real events in business or finance um smartest guys in the room type books like mm-hmm. any of those would be really fascinating which you know I'm probably like a business nerd about it but that's like anything
0: in that genre i find to be interesting okay awesome uh what do you have a favorite uh, activity hobby hike bar restaurant Something like to do, you know, in the Triangle. Something you'd recommend, you know, maybe a first-time visitor. So I'll give you my stock answer, which is go to a basketball game at Cameron. Um,
1: I will say the the thing I love about the area is there's just ton, a ton of things to do outdoors, whether it's trails or hiking or things like that. So all of the above. Um, the the small town college town feel, whether it is in Durham or Chapel Hill or Raleigh. I love the schools and walking around and I
0: just really like that feel a lot. Amazing. All right, final question for you before we let you go. Uh, this one's maybe a little bit out of left field, but favorite or memorable moment from your, you know, your your decade plus at BCG? So I would say um,
1: I've had, I have, <laughs> so this is like kind of personal on the client side, which is I've helped a number of my clients with career journeys and searches and changes. And in particular, I've spent a, quite a bit of time actually with one client through a number of jobs at different companies, help him land the right job for him. And it's one of those ones where um, I look back at like all the work I do and that's one where I just feel really proud because I helped somebody find a career and a job that they really love. That required a lot of work actually to find and to figure out. Um, and you know, a lot of people don't think of us like career counselors, but the reality is we're sitting next to our clients every day, and we get a lot of understanding of what they want to do and how they want to do it. And so that part of the job is something that I really liked. And in that specific occasion, I feel really good about you know where things landed.
0: That's amazing. Well, Strategy Simplified, you've been listening to Paul Paduri. Paul, thank you for your time today. Uh, Wish you the best of luck and Raleigh Durham. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Strategy Simplified, thank you for tuning in to this episode with Paul Paduri, BCG Managing Director and head of the firm's new Raleigh Durham office. Links in the show notes to see current openings at BCG and to apply as well as some awesome resources to help you land your dream role with BCG or another firm. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review. uh, Wherever you're listening from, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or elsewhere, we want to hear what you have to say and what you'd like to hear more of. That's all for this episode. Peace out.